Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, nerds. It is I, your Dr. J, and with me, my two stalwart companions, Sir Christopher and his Lady Jen. And we are broadcasting to you from the TARDIS, otherwise known to some as the Time and Relative Dimensions in Space, Time Who's He What's It thingy. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Timey wimey, yes. But, but you would think that it's, you know, it's, it's actually bigger on the inside. They weren't lying. That's what everyone always says. That's the first comment I always hear about it, the TARDIS. Everyone always says it's, it's actually always... smaller on the outside. Right, exactly. And this means that you are just in time for the roller coaster of geekiness that is the Just Us Nerds podcast. In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. The Just Us Nerds Podcast. Oh yeah. Okay, so we're, I'm very excited to have you here with us today, Jen, and one of our special guest stars. Yeah, no, this right? is great. She's been on the show a couple times, so it's it's nice to actually have I, I, a, female, a female perspective. Yeah, a female perspective. That's why, I, um, th- th- that was the only reason I wanted you here. I can't stand you otherwise. I know. <laughs> we fight. Um... All right, so today's episode, I, I wanted to you know, talk about kind of a, an issue that's come up in, in comic books. Uh, this kind of was sparked by some news that I had heard recently that uh, Frank Cho, so I don't know, do, do you know who Frank Cho is, Chris? I've heard the name, obviously, I believe he's with DC, correct? Well, he's he's been with DC, he's been with Marvel. I'll, I'll pull up some of his artwork so that you can see it, but uh, do, do you know who Frank Cho is, Jen? No, I don't. Okay, so for those of you out there that are also equally do not know who Frank Cho is, he he's a, a very big comic book artist. Um, he's worked with both DC, Marvel. I mean, he's he's really a giant in the industry, um, and he he kind of has a a, a trademark uh, style. Uh, so this is this is one of um, you know a couple bits of his art. Okay, but but his, yeah, I've seen his it. trademark style is really sort of the cheesecake art. So it's kind of like the you know, like on the World War II, you know, the, the sexy woman drawn on the side of the bomber is, is kind of like his, is his signature style. Okay. Um, well, he had been hired to uh, draw like 24 variant covers for DC's Wonder Woman comic books. Uh, and it came out recently that he was going to be walking off of Wonder Woman after issue six. And what was the reason? Well, he was citing a conflict with the, the writer... Uh, Greg Rucka, um, and he was saying that uh, Greg was making some editorial decisions at, with respect to his work. Uh, he had done, uh, and actually, I have the pictures here so that we can look at them. Um, Greg had altered one of the covers. I'm sorry if I'm stuttering, but it's because I'm trying to uh, to bring up the artwork. So um, this is a cover that had been drawn by... It was a variant cover that had been drawn by uh, Frank Cho. Okay. This is the original that Frank drew. This is the modified version. Um, and so I think this is one of the problems that, that Frank was was talking about when he was saying that his work was being altered. If you look in the back here, you, you catch kind of a bit of Wonder Woman's bum and some of her underwear. Um, and they cut it out. And, and then they cut it off. There, um, they zoomed in basically, and and let me just tell you a little more about about Frank 
chill. Yeah, you don't have to tell me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we're so it so, is that pinup, like it's that racy, close to being naked. Yeah, yeah. Chris is kind of scrolling through some of the the, the, the pictures now as well, and um, I can show you a little bit more of uh, of his artwork. Uh, that that's not his artwork. Um, yeah. So so he has become sort of synonymous in the comic book industry with the the sexy pinup art. I think some of the complaints that have been out there about him is that you know, this is contributing to sort of sexism in the industry. And and Frank Cho, this is this cover that you're looking at here. It's the he, Defenders. Uh, basically, it's it's a uh, She-Hulk, and it looks like she was wearing normal clothes, and then she hulked out, and everything's all shredded. Right, right. So, so now, but her underwear's. So this has sort of been Frank Cho's response. He's done a whole series of these covers where. He takes, you know, female characters and he puts them in these very... Now, obviously, this isn't being approved by DC. This is just him doing it. Yeah, yeah, I think... That, yeah, yeah, thank you, Chris. Yeah, this is a... Because they have the comic books that they're blank on the front. Right. A and, lot of the artists will do that. A and, lot of the blank covers, and, yeah. And so you can go to uh, comic book conventions and you can get any artist you want to fill in the, the artwork. And... So he's done, I had a couple pictures of Wonder Woman on here just for, uh, drawn by other artists right. just for juxtaposition. But, um, let's see, there's another one that he did uh, with, uh, Lady with, Thor. With, with Lady Thor. Uh, and, and so for me, when I, when I saw this, this really brought up an interesting topic for me of sexism in, in comic books. Um, you know, Cho blames Rucka for leaving um, because he's feeling overly censored. Uh, there, there's a lot of debate just in our community about, uh, in the comic book community, about you know how women are depicted, and so I thought it'd be an interesting thing for for us to talk about. Well, I will ask you, who who do you feel was in the right on this one? Well, uh, with respect to to Frank Cho, uh, you know, I think ultimately I don't think it comes down to who's right in terms of Rucka versus Cho. I think DC was really the one who was at fault. Because when you hire a guy like Frank Cho... You should have known what you were getting. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know that that is his style. So if if you want to portray a character like Wonder Woman and not have her... Not have the focus be just her sexuality... Um, you should have gotten somebody else. Yeah. You, you, Either that or that should be stipulated in the contract. Yeah, I know. But I, I agree with you, but I'm, I'm just thinking it's like Alex Ross, right? Do you know who Alex yes. Ross is? Okay. <laughs> So oh, Alex you've Ross, got a couple here. yeah, yeah, I've got I've got a couple uh, Wonder Woman pictures from Alex Ross. He has this uh, is that's my favorite depiction of Wonder Woman. So yeah, yeah. I mean love this. this. I mean this pose. So we're, the pose we're looking at. And if, if I make the YouTube video from this, yeah. I'll, I'll try to have this accompany it. Um, For I mean, anyone who doesn't know Alex Ross, Alex Ross is it does more of a realism. Yeah, um, yeah, is more of a realism artist. Basically, um, these images. are look like they are photographs they don't look like they are um, drawings and and i don't and i'd be interested in your opinion jen i mean looking at this she's showing a lot of skin but there are ways to depict the human form if you want to convey different things and i i i see this i see what's being depicted here as more a sense of power mm -hmm. in, absolutely as opposed to frank cho's drawings which i think are more they're meant to get that his are meant Frank chose is more to kind of get that. What am I looking for here? Um, he kind of wants the pinup look. He wants that sort of. They're softer, I noticed too. Yeah. You know, like if you look at the women, 
Now, if you look, if you look at those women, look at they're they're softer. See how she's got her cut lines and stuff like that. Now, if you go back to Alex Ross's, um, one thing that I noticed that he's paying hard on the imagery. Look at her muscle structure. It shows all of her muscle flexing. It's it's not. And much more, much more proportionate. Absolutely. Much more proportionate. You look at the 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 chest to hip ratio, and you look at the waist. There, there's much less distortion. I mean, uh, Frank Cho's style is definitely more. And, and I'm not knocking on the guy because he he does great but artwork. But this is what he does. But but his style is definitely to do that more kind of cartoony sexuality. And so in in my opinion, and I'd be interested to hear what you guys think. But my opinion, when I heard this story and I thought about it, I don't really think Cho's at fault when when you hire picasso to do a picasso you can't complain that oh you just got a bunch of boxes and right. cubes and it doesn't make any sense um you know if you want something that looks like rembrandt you hire rembrandt well exactly it's like you know you look at somebody who's got got a stylized like alex ross you you don't go and go up to like todd mcfarlane and say hey i want you to do an art piece but i don't want you to do it like you I want you to do it like Alex Ross. And and the thing is, for me, is like, it, a lot of it, like you said, with, with the artwork, that's their signature. That's what they're known for. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't understand why they would have went to somebody like that and then all of a sudden looked and goes, oh, never mind. That, that you know, if that wasn't what you wanted, you shouldn't have, first off, you know, cropped his art if, if that's what it was. Mm-hmm. You should have paid him out and gotten somebody else. You, you should, you know, and I, I get that. However, on DC's standpoint, I can see this because they're like, who who are the readers still? What is oh, it? yeah, young guys. Yeah, you know? young guys. Yeah, they want to sexualize, but they still, they're like, we're not making a porno mag. And I'd also like to add, compared to his other work, that was very tame. Ta- yeah, agreed. It, it, it is. I mean, it, it is very, it is very tame. Uh, let, let me bring up another point. I'm curious what you what you think about this because I I mean overall I th- I think we, it's beautiful. We, we we would be kidding ourselves if we said that comic books in general portray any sort of realism as far as the male or female form. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean they're all idealized forms of, of you know the male and 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 female uh, anatomy, but I do think that certain characters lend themselves more better. To being portrayed in that way, like I think it makes sense to have like a a character like your Poison Ivies yeah. or your Catwoman, you know, have have them be portrayed in that more kind of flaunting sexuality way because it works for their character. But I don't well, think this I works mean, for a character like Wonder I mean, Woman. Poison Ivy set down to the standard is, I mean, her lips are filled with poison. It's not like she just rent she. And she also gives off pheromones for that people fall in love with her. Her, her sexuality is a weapon. It she is uses her it. It's job. very, it's very much a part of her character. She's like a plant succubus. Yeah, she's like a plant succubus. She yeah, really yeah. is. And like Would you that know, be a succulent. A succulent. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. And and Catwoman, she uses her sexuality to kind of get out of trouble. Exactly. You know, whereas, you know, Barbara Gordon. She's a beautiful woman. However, I'm glad you brought her up because I, I I wanted to show you. Go, go ahead, keep keep I was talking. Say, Barbara Gordon, she's a beautiful woman. However, it's not like she goes up to the bad guy and goes, "Oh, you know, you're really cute," and then punches him in the mouth. That's that's not how it works. And Wonder Woman's the same way. And what I find funny that he uses Wonder Woman of all people. I mean, 
the said, woman who, who, who are you talking about? That DC, you know, oh, yeah. and Cho chose to do a Wonder Woman run. And the thing is, is for me, she is the epitome. I mean, there are no men on our island. Right. The, the women on the island hate men. And you're like, and we're going to objectify and make her look this way. And I'm like, I don't really it, it, it seems very, get it. It seems very contrary to the character. Yeah. So I, I'm not blaming Frank Cho because no. I think he just did the job that he, he did, was hired he did to his do. Job. But I do blame DC because I, I think it was just a poor choice to use him as the artist for, for a character like that. He, he should have been drawing more of like a villain. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, a villain, definitely. Um, so what do you think about, because we were going to talk about Harley Quinn uh, also later, because, you know, she's... Oh, Harley. I know you have some opinions about <laughs> about, about Harley. Um, we were talking about uh, Harley Quinn when we were at um, Spider-Verse at, Day. Yeah, uh, so so here's a character, and later on we're going to be, in today's episode, we're going to be doing a review of the DC Icons Harley Quinn character. Um, so when, um, and that was my phone. Um, so when Harley Quinn first started, I, I mean, her, her appearance looks very different, obviously, now than it did when she first appeared in the, in the Paul Dini cartoon. Yeah, I mean... Uh, and and she is, I, I don't know if this is a word that's been invented already, but I think slutification... I, I is, do like is, that is word. The, you, you like that word? I like I'm that. Not, do you think that... Has, 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 anyone, has anyone used that word before? I did I invent that word? You might have. So, so... Yeah, Harley Quinn is de- definitely a character who's been slutified. And l- let me let me uh, uh, describe what I mean by the process of slutification. This is where you, you take a, a character from fiction, uh, really amp up uh, their, their, their sexual attributes, um, and do it for, uh, for reasons that don't even, that, that are inconsistent with the sort of uh, characterization of the, uh, of that. Of they that just did it character. to do it. You know, that's kind of the thing. Like, when she first started off, yeah, you can... I mean, obviously, she's a woman. You you can tell that. The only thing big on her, she's got her hips. Mm-hmm. Everything else is proportionate, you know? And she's Joker's henchwench. She laughed at his jokes and got him out of trouble. That was pretty much her job. And now... You look at um, this Arkham Asylum, oh, yeah. Suicide Arkham Squad. Origins, yeah. Um, you, you do a Google image search now for Harley Quinn and it's it's all going to be like uh you know hot topic uh you know garter belts and oh, and bustiers. um and and here's here is kind of my my problem with that and and this actually relates to an article that I had put up on the Facebook page um is that if you and I I really didn't even think about it until I read this article uh it, I think it was more of an editorial but um the character of Harley Quinn really is supposed to be a tragic character. Uh, you actually said it earlier in an earlier episode. And that's what turned it in. Yeah. You know? He, he's shown it. Uh, Chris has just got up on the screen right now. Um, kind of Arkham, Arkham Asylum. Harley. Anyway. You had said earlier, Chris, do you remember that it's an abusive relationship? Yeah. Harley and the Joker. That's it's This is ab- not a love story. It's no. an abusive relationship. Yeah. He The Joker he does not care. He her. And he doesn't care for, for Harley at all. Here's the thing. He doesn't want her, but he doesn't want anybody else to want her either. No, no. And, and I, I wouldn't even say that uh, as the way he, their relationship has been portrayed in movies and the comic even books. Even the Paul Dini, like, she would try to get romantic and he'd look, he'd be like, no. And he'd, like, push her away. And, and he, he doesn't love her. He doesn't, the Joker doesn't really love anyone. Except Batman. He just wants to own. That seems, that's my thought. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah I can it, see that. Exactly. Um... 
So I think that, you know, like you say, objectifying a, a character like Harley Quinn, you're really taking away from a, kind of an important message that, uh, you know, why do we... I'd like to think that, you know, these comic books have a higher purpose than just right. entertainment. entertainment. That maybe, you know, like good science fiction, it tells about a moral or, or uh, you know, has uh, kind of tells something about the human condition using fantastic well, stories. But then again, like with science fiction, it also gives us that imagery of to hope and dream. I mean, you look at uh, Jules Verne. I mean, he he talked about rockets before they were even the case. Do you even think people would have thought to do the propulsions and everything like that, and eventually we get rockets? He did 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea even before we had, you know, deep sea travel. I, I just mean, watched Back to the Future 3 yesterday, so it, it's just so funny that you're talking about Jules it's, Verne. It's funny that you see, that's where actually a lot of it you know, that I look at. And do you even think that people would have been like, you know, we should do that. No, I bet you that it was kind of an influence. I bet you they had read it and go, you know that, that would be awesome. Why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we going there? And I agree with the comic book sense. Like I said, I don't think it's just a form of entertainment. Like I've told you, a lot of us, and and I, I, I speak to a lot of you, and I'm wrong, please hit us up on the website, and, or up on the, on the uh, email. But for me... You know, I read a lot of these comics, and it turned into kind of a code of conduct. Yeah. You know, you yeah. always do right. You don't do wrong. You know, you try to help a person out when you can. You mm -hmm. try to be a good human being mm -hmm. to make the society a better place. Mm -hmm. Unless you want to be that evil person. You know, and like it says, it all comes down to that one bad day. Which way do you go? And, and I, I completely agree with you, Chris. That's why I, I think that that is probably the most harm that can be done by consistently objectifying female characters because... This is what uh, we're turning our, our, our women youth. think that they look and they go, oh, it's socially acceptable for me to wear skin-tight leather pants and, you know, and a bustier and walk around and then set people on fire. Or, or even if, if I don't do that. Chris, even if I, if, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a, you know, a, a girl that's reading one of these comic books, if I don't look like one of these women, then I am in some way, you know, I am not okay. Like it's that's crushing self-esteem. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's crushing self-esteem. So I mean, Jen is someone who kind of likes the, you know, as a woman who yeah, likes absolutely. the fantasy genre and all of this. I mean, what's, uh, what are your thoughts about this? I, I'm kind of torn here because. That's good. Torn is good. <laughs> yeah. That honestly, that's really where we are with a lot of things. We're we're torn because we can see both sides. So. I really don't have a problem with the costumes. Of course, they're drawn to be perfect, but I mean, you have to look at it as their characters. Mm -hmm. They're not real, obviously. Um, however, there's more kids getting into uh, comic books, and it really bothers me going to conventions and seeing all these little girls running around as Harley Quinn. That's not really a good role model for your, chi for your children right, or right, right. for them to dress up as. And it it sends the wrong message, I think. But It would be nice to have more. And, and this was a point that as I was thinking about this, and as someone who's about to become a father you know, myself, I would like female characters that my kid, you know, and I don't know if I'm having a boy or a girl yet. Either but way. That your kid would like. I, that my kid would like and be able to look up to. Yeah. So, like, I... You know, I, I think characters like, you know, your Poison Ivy, your Catwoman, your Black Cat, your Enchantress, all of those characters have their place. I just think we also need to have strong female characters where the, the emphasis isn't so much on the sexuality, like like your, your Batgirls, your Wonder Woman, um, you know, Captain all... Marvel. 
Captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain and Marvel. Her costume is very well, conservative. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Kamala Khan. Uh, th- that's the new Miss Miss Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, and one thing that I love, it, it's it's kind of an offshoot, but one thing that DC had done, and they did it in the style, and this could have been something that. You know they could have hired Cho to do, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they did or not. Was the Bombshell series? Oh, he Where, would have been perfect for that. But even still, when you look at him, I mean, Hawkgirl is yeah, she's showing a little bit, but it's not enough. You know, to where where parents are going to shield their children's eyes. Right, right. Here's the deal, though, that with, with with what you're saying there, Chris, with with the Bombshell artwork, I feel as though it's not even so much. You you can show. Uh, re- recently, my wife and I were just looking at some stories just in, in Google, and there's a, oh, I, I'm not going to remember the name, but there's a photographer who does a lot of nude art. Right. Uh, so he he gets like mass groups of people, and he, he takes pictures of just massive groups of people that are all naked. But you look at the pictures, there's nothing overtly sexual uh, about the pictures, uh, mostly because of the the lighting the way that that it's shown so you know it's all a matter of context and how you like how you right. uh, have someone what, what you choose to i mean supergirl yeah it's, like that po- that's a very sexualized pose but it, it's skimpy but yet it's still you know i find this to be more of artwork it's not smart you know no no and and, and that's what i'm saying it it you Compare can do that sexualized. To, oh, oh, and I'm I'm really excited because yeah, I'm, you are. I'm spitting it. I'm literally frothing <laughs> at the mouth to talk about this topic. Compare that though, Chris, mm-hmm. with a piece of artwork, uh, like this this picture we have here, um, with Wonder Woman where she's where she's catching the tank. Um, oh, absolutely different. Oh, here, or or even this one we have Miss we have Miss Marvel right. There is there there's a difference and. I don't possess the vocabulary, well, for but it's art a different to, to kind of describe. But what it's that a different artist. Is. It's not just a different artist. The, the the pose, the way that the arching of the back. I mean, there's there's certain things that you do in Correct. order to accentuate, uh, to to convey a certain. But see, idea. even they went more conservative for Wonder Woman. Yeah, I I, I hear I hear what That's you're what saying. saying. I, I hear what you're saying. For for me, it's not a matter of. Do, do you get what I'm saying, Jenna? It's, like, it's not a matter necessarily of what skin is being shown. But it's more like the positioning of the the, the person the and poses. what they're doing. Yeah, the poses, um, yeah, you know, what they're doing with their eyes. But so. like I said, you know, I, I totally agree with Jen. You know, when you walk through a convention and you've got these little four year olds dressed up as Harley Quinn, and they're not dressed up like Paul Dini's version, and you look mm-hmm. and you're like, oh god, I'm you know, sorry, a four year old shouldn't be wearing booty shorts. No, I agree. But I will tell you, one of my favorite costumes, and it for me. I think the parents thought it was acceptable, and I agreed. Was my little rocketeer? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she yeah. was wearing; she had a skirt on. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, it was all acceptable. But it all looked the same, you know. And it was a great costume for her. And I looked at that. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. I love that. You know mm-hmm. what? When you're an adult, if you want to go as Poison Ivy with you know just ivy leaves strapped to you, more power to you. But this is what we what we look at when we're bringing it to our youth. Like I told you, when when we're in cosplay, mm-hmm. right? And I'm I'm dressed up as Batman or, or or whatever. You're partially remember I told you at, at that point in time you are partially responsible for your custodian that for that of that character. Sure. And and the thing is too is when kids walk up to you, if you scare the hell out of them or you do something to that effect, do you think that's going to affect them? Do you think they're going to look at that and they're going to say Holy crap. No, they, they're not going to want to go near Batman again because mm-hmm. they knew Batman to be a jerk. They look at it this way 
And they walk up, and there is, you know, a Harley Quinn basically in a, you know, rubber band. They're going to think, okay, well, that's acceptable. That's that's what is good for me. This is what I can dress this up. This is what I have to do to be pretty. Do. Yeah. In order to, to be pretty, to be attractive, this is what I have. You had a really great story that, uh, yeah, yeah. Jen, Jen's I looking. Jen, yeah, Jen's looking at me quizzically like... You were, because you went as Catwoman Mm -hmm. to Comic-Con, and then you saw someone else dressed as Catwoman. The thinner Mm -hmm. one next to Flash and uh, Green Arrow. Actually, I have a photo. Oh, that. Yeah. You said she got really, she got really, she seemed really down when she saw you. Oh, no, that was the different one. I know which one you're talking about. You're talking about the one, she was kind of in like almost a leather suit. But she saw you and she, and, and she was like, oh man, like I don't look as good as. Yeah. This one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was there with her boyfriend, and we walked up to take a picture, and she kind of was not happy with the fact that my costume was very skin tight and showing little little bits of stuff here. Yeah, because she's, like, in a full, like, suit. Like, a motorcycle suit. Maybe she was making that face because it was just really hot, and because uh, she, she was so covered it- up. Well, no, I mean, she she does not look happy she, at all. She didn't. She, she didn't. <laughs> but I, I, I think that, um, you know, for women, it's it can be especially difficult to be a comic book fan because of this issue, because of because of sexism. And so I, I, I don't know. I, I think that I wanted to talk about this just because I, I thought that it's something that affects the industry, is something that affects all of us as human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, so I, I guess my, my bottom line is that, you know, just like every male superhero doesn't have to be dark and brooding like Batman, every female superhero doesn't have to be wearing a thong and arching her back. But also, it's kind of weird. The, the heroines are always very conservatively dressed and all the villains are always really skimpy. I, I guess Most I mean, of the time, yeah. Batgirl compared to to Poison Ivy. I well, mean, th- this picture that I'm that I'm showing that's uh, Spider Woman, the, the one of Spider Woman. This is that leaves uh, nothing to the imagination. This yeah. was for, this was from Spider Man issue, uh, Spider Woman issue one, and this was uh, a very controversial variant cover because of this very sort of uh, a sexualized sort of pose. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling now, but. It's, <laughs> Yeah, tiny bit. Yeah, tiny bit. Yeah, but but anyway, we don't have to have all of the the female characters be this way. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying get rid of it entirely. I'm no. not saying that you can't have characters with sex appeal. But I'm saying it doesn't make sense for every character right. to have that. Some characters can stand on other merits. Whether it's you know, I think Wonder Woman is supposed to represent like the ultimate in female empowerment. Right. So that that's a character that it just it doesn't make sense to draw so much attention to her sexuality. But that's just my opinion. No, no, and like I said, I think like I said, it it really depends also on the world that it's in. You know, it really depends on that. You don't see much of that actually. So you what's funny is I look at you see more of that going on in a Batman world than you do in a Superman world. Yeah. You think so? Explain. Name me a female heroine that's I mean, Supergirls it depends on your imagery of who you're using. Now, lately, lately, Kara, I don't like that Kara, but I could show you though some drawings done by like Michael Turner. I mean, you have the the Supergirl yeah, with like the midriff. The tank top or, and... th- this yeah, is but, this but is also, but she's not, you know, 
posing, like you said, arching your back and, you know, all that, all that good kind of stuff. I, I feel like all of the female characters in comics have had their turn at being rendered in that kind of... No, but that's obje- just had their turn. They're not bad. They're just drawn that way. That's, <laughs> you know what? I think we should leave on that. All They're right. not well, bad. They're just drawn that way. Well, do you have a different opinion? We'd like to hear from you. Email us at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. You can leave us a comment on our Facebook page, leave us a comment on SoundCloud, or you can leave us a comment on YouTube if I ever put this up on YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) I've been slacking on that. We apologize. All right. Well, before I conclude today's episode, we had a toy review that I was going to do as I put my script down because I have my my notes actually right here. So uh, I'm going to be reviewing the DC Icons Harley Quinn figure. Uh, This this figure is approximately uh, five and a half inches. Um, It's most in scale with your Star Wars black figures, uh, Mesco Game of Thrones figures, and it fits really nicely into scale with the Batman animated series figures. Uh, if you, you know, if you put her with the, she looks like she's doing kind of like a, like a Black Panther salute. Writing. <laughs> and writing her, writing her mallet. I, I figured since we were doing a sexualized, you know. Forward ho! Um, yeah, if you try putting her next to the DC Universe figure, she's she's, she, she's going to look very wee. If you put her in with the DC Direct also, she's going to look even, even more but wee. It's, this is, but this is the thing. She's not overly sexualized. Yeah, it's skin tight, like we've talked about. But the thing is, is this is a Harley Quinn that I'd want for my collection. This is, I love this figure. This is the uh, this is the Paul Dini. She's in the Paul Dini yeah. Jester costume. Um, th- this is a great figure. This is a really nice. Th- figure. Yeah, I, I really like it. If if you take take a look at the the paint apps, uh, I love we on the face the Batman, and I mean, got absolute. You know, there's there's nothing about it that I didn't like. Like you said, the only thing you didn't like was the size. So no, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean the uh, the Batman icons figure? Mm-hmm. See, for me, because you know she's you know she's, she's a little, little, she's a woman. You know, it makes it fits. You know, she fits a little more into scale. I can sexist. imagine women being somewhat shorter than their male counterparts anyway. But if you look at the paint apps on the face, uh, you can the, see the, the makeup, the, the, the and... black lipstick, the uh, you know the color of her eyes. I love the expression on her face. I don't know. She kind of has this this weird sort of It's a bewilderment. Yeah. It's kind of this weird grin on her face. I, I really like that. Um, if you take a look also at the hammer, there's a, there's a lot of just really nice... I mean, they could have... The sk- wood grain on it. Yeah, the, they could have just skimped. And, the wrapping that it has. Yeah. It has a red wrapping yeah. at the end. It doesn't have the... the Lately, the stereotypical, like, the ha-ha written on the hammer or the smiley face or something. No, no, but it doesn't hurt it. It's it, There's really nice detail on, on the paint apps. Uh, as far as articulation, I mean, it's a very well-articulated figure. You've got a, heads on a swivel, somewhat restricted as far as looking up and down. Uh, it's got the shoulder hinge, elbow joints, uh, the wrist rotates, uh, and, and is on a hinge. It's got the uh, ab crunch... Um, she can kick forward, but her butt kind of stops her from kicking backward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, bends at the knee uh, and has got the uh, ankle pivot uh, to get her in more of those kind of dynamic uh, uh, poses. Hmm. Uh, this figure came with a couple different accessories that make it kind of cool. She has got uh, three extra hands with uh, two that have gripping positions for holding the mallet and one 
that has a uh, gripping position. She comes also with, with, a, a pistol. With, with a pistol. Is it the pop gun yeah, pistol? Yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah. It's the pop gun pistol. Um, so you can find this for about $21.99 to $23.95. I was kind of looking around. I actually got this on sale at a, at a comic book store uh, over in Cocoa Beach. Um, but you can uh, also available at our friends at Vieira Comics because right. I know that uh, it's it's there too. Bring money. Um, bring money. <laughs> this was uh, released back in uh, February of this year, 2016. Uh, I have seen her available on Big Bad Toy Store. You can also find her on Amazon and on eBay. Uh, I mentioned you can find her at Vieira Comics. Also, uh, I think they might have her at Famous Faces and Funnies, um, Gods and Monsters. Uh, okay, I've, you I've can pretty it. much get them everywhere. You can pretty much get them everywhere. Now, I will tell you this. Um, I love this series. The The icons, when I first saw them, when we first saw them, we were freaking out online when we yeah, were looking at them. Yeah. Then you found the size, and you're not a fan. However, for me, I love these. I, I'm going to start picking up more. Like, the Aquaman comes with the actual telepathic cone. You put it in his head, and it looks Which like I thought was an ice pick. Like yeah. a literal pick nope, made out of nope. ice. It, it's the He's telepathic... <laughs> But it's a, a telepathic link that he's he's sending to the for fish. For when he's doing his thing to communicate with, with fish. He's not communicating. He's not commu Oh, right, 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 sorry. He's, he's sending, he's basically uh, nudging them he's along. He's nudging he's nudging them. Because fish are not smart enough to have conversations. Well, they, they said empathy, right? Yeah, they don't have intelligence or anything. Wh exactly. Which we learned from Aquaman That's 1, right. Rebirth. All right. So, would you, I mean, I'm just curious, would you, I mean, would you get, are you thinking of getting this no, figure? No, I, I really or? am, um, because I've seen the Joker with it, and I, I think that they would be a really nice combo together. So. It's the old style, like, gangster, yeah, he's got the, the trench coat. Yeah, the hat, and he comes yeah. with a Tommy gun, and yeah. I, I love it. So, for me, you know, I already bought the Batman, mm -hmm. so, you know, I'd like to build up my Justice League and maybe get some more villains involved, because they actually have some really nice ones. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that as far as the paint apps and how they... The look of them are great. It's just I like to try to maintain the same scale for all of the figures well, I collect. So you know, I'm huzzah to you. The problem is, is <laughs> if these had come out first, you would have bought all of these. I would have bought all of them. And then everything else, you would have been exactly. like, well, I'm not buying those because they're too big. We'd have a completely different timeline That's right. established. Yeah. Um, which actually we have to go visit now in the, in the TARDIS. To go visit the other timeline where James collects only five-inch scale figures. But we hope that you will join us here next time for our next episode of Just Us Nerds. And remember, don't look away. Don't blink. Always look them in the eyes. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye and take care until next time.